Hi, and my warm welcome everyone to this bonus episode of Sustainability Explored. One year ago, on this very day, 30 of May 2019, I released the first episode of what later became this amazing journey, adventurous, exciting, a super interesting journey called Sustainability Explored Podcast. For those of you who are new, uh, this will also serve, I guess, as, a, as an episode introduction of who I am, why I started, a little bit, offer you a little bit of a context of the history of this uh, podcast, what it does to me, how it changes my life, how it changed already the life of my small but mighty team, uh, the listeners, hopefully. Uh, I'm very happy to share with you that some listeners finally started to uh, to engage with me on LinkedIn, to to get uh, to write me, to to let me know they are listening, to to ask questions uh, and so on. So, and those who are new, uh, this is a podcast where we discover and explore different shapes uh, of sustainability, uh, sustainability aspect in business and economy. For exactly a year, I interviewed people from across industries to see how sustainability is integrated in their operational uh, processes, uh, what it does to their business, if they're gaining, if they're losing, what's the competitive advantage and so so on. All the guests are very interesting. Uh, After you're done listening to this episode, I invite you cordially to go and check all the directory, the, I don't want to say archive, but the directory of episodes that is already out there for a year. Um, It's a weekly show. New episodes are released every Thursday. And um, today I just want to celebrate, really. I just want to celebrate the, the year of podcasting. When I'm saying this, I still cannot believe um, that I made it to this point and that I was doing it consistently. So I will be speaking off the cuff today. No speeches prepared, <laughs> not even the celebratory speeches prepared. Um, except for a short plan of what I want to share with you today. So we will start with a little bit of where we are today. How many countries are you guys coming from? The podcast is, as I always say, for its listeners. And after all, we're celebrating you, your interest in sustainability, your desire probably to learn something new, to become better, to become stronger in your professional field. And um, yeah, so we are celebrating you a little bit of me, um, the creativity sparkle that I had. And also like, to be completely honest with you, it was not even just me, but about everything we will talk in just a second. I will give you a plan of what I'm going to cover and from there we will go. All right, so here we are. Uh, I will share with you, first of all, the plan of what I'm going to cover. Let's call these parts of information uh, chapters. After each chapter, I will include a little bit of a musical pause, very short ones. so you see where we are and how it breaks down. So I'd like to start with where we are now. 
uh, what we have achieved with all of you so far in a year. I will name all the countries where you guys are listening from. Top three, top five, top ten countries. Uh, then I will share with you who I interview. So I will offer you a bit of information about the guests. Maybe again some, uh, some interesting facts about them. After that I will tell you how I find guests, how I communicate with them. Um, and offer you, as I said in the beginning, a bit of a backstage. And then I will share why I started, my purpose, and a little bit about myself. So what makes me, I don't know if a good person to start a podcast, but what makes me a knowledgeable person to be sitting here and sharing my knowledge and offering a platform for the guests to share their knowledge, ideas, um, achievements also. Finally, the last part will be about questions. About two weeks ago, I posted on my page in um, on LinkedIn and on Facebook, um, offering, I, I prepared a post offering anyone who's interested in the matter to send me their questions, um, whether it's about podcasting, how to start, how to proceed, maybe uh, about sustainability per se, uh, maybe a career question, anything. And I have collected some questions. They are all very interesting. I will cover them all as promised. And I hope you will enjoy it. And um, it will give you some inspiration to do your own thing as well. So let's get it started. Right, so let's start with where we are now. Uh, one year ago I started, so that was 30 of May 2019. Now we have 36 episodes, 23 of which are interviews. I interviewed 9 women and 14 men. Uh, at this very moment I'm looking at the statistics that my uh, hosting platform Anchor shows me and from the beginning to now, the podcast was listened 5,110 times, exactly. That's 5,110 real people listening to the podcast. Uh, my family does not listen to the podcast, to my podcast. Uh, very few from my friends do so. So it makes me happy to know that it's all very organic and coming, you know, coming from... Uh, authentic listeners. At the moment the audience is 87 people, so more or less this, are the, this is the crowd that is always with me. Most of all I am impressed by geographical distribution. I will be straightforward honest with you. Uh, somehow, and I cannot explain the success, 41% of the listeners of Sustainability Explored are coming from France. And then 17% from the US, 9% from Ukraine, where I am based. Uh, at some point, most of the listeners were coming, like 20% were coming from the US. And I'm a very active participant in uh, Facebook groups uh, related to podcasts. We support each other. I tend to answer the questions, share my tips and tricks if I can. 
if it's relevant. And so at some, po- at some point, uh, someone asked, okay, where are your listeners uh, mostly coming from? For me, that was U.S., And the author of the post came back uh, to me in the comments saying, oh, but, uh, you know, judging by your last name, where are you from? Uh, Where are you recording from? And why do you think it's the U.S.? I say, well, I'm in Ukraine, but um, most of my guests at that moment were from the U.S. So and also the language, the language of the podcast is English. So my assumption is is because of these two factors, the guests that share in their circles and um, the language. But now when I look at my statistics and 41% of listeners are coming from France, I cannot explain this at all, you know. Uh, So anyway, if you are listening from France, give me a heads up. Please reach out on LinkedIn, send me a message. I would very much love to to know who you are and uh, to get connected, to know you in person. So as I said, number country number two with 17% of audience is uh, coming from the US, 9% Ukraine, understandable. Uh, the language can be a barrier. Also, the topic is um, unfortunately not so um, kind of widespread here, not so well understood. Uh, and that is, you know, that's, by the way, one of the reasons why I started the podcast is because I needed to learn myself. But we will get to it in the chapter number three. Anyway, now I'm just gonna go through all the countries and give you all a heads up uh, from the countries you're listening from. You listeners are someone, are those who I want to celebrate today. So 4% the UK. Then another success that I cannot explain is Colombia or 2% of the audience is coming from uh, Colombia and also 2% from Germany. But then, oh, prepare for a ride. Ireland, Australia, Canada, Denmark, the Netherlands, United Arab Emirates, Poland, Spain, Austria, Singapore, Belgium, Italy, New Zealand, Cameroon, Brazil, India, Costa Rica, Sweden, Switzerland, Russia, Mauritius, Chile, Latvia, Egypt, Nigeria, Estonia, Norway, Serbia, Romania, Slovenia, Argentina, Malaysia, Macedonia, Portugal, Ecuador, Mexico, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Vietnam, Dominican Republic, Philippines, Monaco, Luxembourg, South Africa, Hong Kong, Hungary, Peru, Kenya, Turkey, Honduras, Morocco, Greece, Czechia, Kazakhstan, Thailand, South Korea, Indonesia, Finland, Albania, Venezuela, Georgia, Azerbaijan, Fiji, Croatia, Saudi Arabia, Turks and Caicos Islands. I literally had to Google where this is located. For the record, Caribbean Basin, Zimbabwe, Japan, Sri Lanka, Puerto Rico, Bulgaria, Montenegro, Israel, British Virgin Islands, and Cyprus. In total, I think I calculated about 80 countries. Uh, For the gender, um, females are listening to the podcast slightly more than males, So 57 versus 39, 
and 4%, according to Spotify statistics, uh, decided not to specify, which is totally fine. Uh, Age-wise, uh, most of the listeners, about 70%, are between 27 to 45 years old and 45 years old. So uh, my public is very mature, uh, adults, and I hope know what they want uh, from life and careers, professional life. So that's it about where we are at the moment, our stats, where we are all coming from. At this moment, I really want to congratulate you all and thank you really for being here with me every week, um, following this podcast, hopefully learning something new from me and the guest, connecting, uh, connecting with the guests, connecting with me, those who have already taken this opportunity. It means a world to me, really. Um, the way, you know, the, just the matter of the fact that you are taking a moment of your time to write me a comment, to rate, to... Um, to send me a private message on LinkedIn, this is so worth it. You know, the, the doing this podcast for so long is so worth it because I have the audience. Thank you. Okay, moving on. Chapter two, after a short break, about the guests, where I find them, um, what happens after that, and the whole process. Musical pause. <laughs> Right, about my guests and where I find them. Uh, this is very much connected to where and why I started. So let's start in the chronological order. Last year, I was very much bored at my job. I didn't see uh, I was bringing any, any value. Uh, the corporate world is tough. And if you are, you know, a naive um a naive and clean soul like me, and you're really trying to make an impact, but big big guys are doing what they have to do, uh, not really looking into your into in your direction, then you're gonna have a lot of problems. And that was my case. I was feeling like a black sheep all the time, and I felt like I needed to find some exit to my creativity. I was already going through journal before uh, before my professional life started. I was going through some journalist uh, workshops. Once I did a, a radio workshop and I wanted to work on the radio. And then, you know, one day I just realized, like, why am I ask, always asking for permission? Who is even supposed to give me this permission? So I thought about trying to, to, to let this creativity out um, and, of course, connect it with my professional life. Uh, I was already writing a blog. You can find it on Medium under the same name, Sustainability Explored. Uh, right now, we are putting out the transcripts of the episodes. We are going as fast as we can, but we are, uh, we are always um, 12 episodes behind. Nevertheless, if you go really back uh, in history, you will see the short articles I started with. And, um, but writing did not allow me to expand on the topic, to really to go broad. While the podcast as a speaking form really allows for more 
you know, going to the edges, not just staying in the core, uh, be very concise, be very specific about the topic, but to, to take these turns sometimes. So I started with actually documenting myself. Uh, since I was working at the bank, establishing the environmental and social management system for the lending process. Uh, and this is not something that is very much widespread in Ukraine. I know that US, France, uh, the UK, they have this already in the banking systems established. Here it's still something new. So I felt like every time I met uh, a new person um, that became colleagues of mine that were later on in my team, I really had to explain everything from the beginning. Okay, this is how I wrote the policy. This is how I approach this task, that task. Uh, this is what I read. These are the standards and so on and so forth. And I understood that I cannot repeat it you know, too many times. I wrote articles, but then I realized that people were not really reading them. So I decided to document myself and going back in the history of this podcast, the first 10 episodes are really me documenting the process of um, establishing this environmental and social management system. If you listen to those episodes, you will most probably be able to replicate the system where you are in any country. If you still have the questions, any questions after that, well, as always, I invite you to reach out to me and discuss it with me. I love this form of um, engaging with people and communicating and really solving, uh, solving real life problems. I know it's helpful. Uh, so I will gladly offer you my, um, my hand, my professional, uh, helpful hand, I hope. Right, so the first 10 episodes were for me to document myself. Back then, I really didn't think I will get uh, that far and that I will ever be recording this episode of today, uh, celebrating the first anniversary of this uh, marvelous journey. Then what happens? Uh, what happened after that is that I learned about a methodology called 12 weeks year. Some people also call it 100 days, which is practically the same. The point is that instead of planning for one year that is long and um, you know, no one knows what's going to happen in uh, September when you are planning your year uh, in December, late December, um, so, in order to get focused, your year gets compressed into three months. I really felt like I was not progressing as fast as I wanted. I was not learning as many things as I felt I could. I felt a lot more potential than I was using professionally, personally, uh, as a human being. So. I decided to plan my first 12 weeks, that was last summer, and you know, you set one or maximum two goals, and during those three months or 12 weeks, you plan to, to achieve it. I learned that if every week I had a very specific task, which also served me as a topic of the week, I was able to achieve 
a lot more than in my regular routine, slow fashion. So last summer, uh, for the first 12 weeks of my experiment, every week I had a topic uh, of something related to something that I knew either little about or almost nothing about. And for a week I was reading and reading and reading very actively, almost aggressively, I would even, I would even say. Uh, at the end of every week, my goal was to, was to produce an article. So I started to, to read, write those articles for my blog. And that's how I realized that, wait a second, maybe I can use those articles as um, a basis for my future podcast episodes after, of course, I have already documented myself. And I remember the moment when I'm like, I was reading something, retransforming those uh, reads into very concentrated uh, piece of writing of myself so that, you know, very practical, uh, applicable sets of tips. And um, I still had some questions left. So what I started to do is uh, I, I started to approach people um, from those industries that I was researching about. The first was green office in the academia. And I found Tim Strasser, uh, the, um, I don't know, the, the, not the CEO, but anyway, one of the top heads of that student organization that started uh, green office movement at the Maastricht University. That's how I started to invite people for the interviews. You know, you read some, I read something, I read an article, or some names, some uh, interesting initiatives. Let me, found, let me find those names on LinkedIn and approach people with my idea about interviewing them on a podcast. This is exactly how I started to do the interviews. And honestly, in the beginning, again, I did not plan to do it as a, as a podcast, as a, something for the audience. I really didn't think anyone would be interested in listening to me. And I didn't see how people could find me. For, for that matter, to find the podcast um, done by me. Imposter syndrome was blooming, of course. Uh, so the first 10 episodes I documented myself and then um, based on the topic of my research, that was, you know, self, um, self-imposed uh, on myself uh, topics for every week. Uh, I started to interview people uh, from those areas of expertise. And this is how the podcast uh, progressed. So I was learning, basically, I invented this only for myself. And then I saw the value it was bringing other people. So that's how it went. For the guests, um, how I approach this, I either find the topic... And then I read, read, read a lot uh, about uh, on the topic and find the names in the articles that are interesting. And then I find them on LinkedIn or uh, option number two for me. I research LinkedIn specifically for the names, uh, for I, I go through the profiles. And this is most probably how I met most of my guests. 
except for one interview that out of those 23 so far, only one interview was made with my classmate, that was Terry Young, and probably Terry Young on urban sustainability in Singapore. And probably, at least I felt, probably the listeners, you guys also felt um, the difference in the mood. I usually am very, what is it, was it? Anxious, nervous, I don't, I, I even, honestly, I try not to breathe when I'm interviewing someone. With Terry Young, the conversation went, you know, in a, in a much friendlier way from the beginning. Because I already knew him, we were uh, neighbors in, uh, in the student residence where we both studied in Poitiers. Because uh, we studied uh, on the same program uh, in Bar- European Masters in Applied Ecology. That was Erasmus Mundus Masters that I did from 2012 to 2015. And Terry Young, a big friend of mine, uh, we are a very friendly group all together. I love, I love these people. I, I love this crowd. I love speaking to them. And what is it? Six years after the graduation, we're still practically all in touch. 20 people we get uh, we get together still. Anyway, so uh, there was this episode with Ter Young. And uh, that was the only guest I knew before uh, in, in real life uh, for among all the guests. All the rest I found either via uh, LinkedIn or via reading the articles like on Guardian, on uh, uh, Forbes um, and so on. Yeah, um, another thing I wanted to share um, if we are talking about this full transparency is that I always share my questions in advance. As I always say to my guests, don't worry, uh, no one expects you to have any prior experience with podcasting, with interviews, Um, you know, just be yourself and important. This is not an exam. The point is not to find your weak spots or what you don't know or find how to bury you, you know, uh, in in front of the whole world. No, uh, absolutely not. The point is to have um, an informative, engaging and interesting interesting conversation. And of course, the, the, the biggest point is to learn something new. Uh, for me, because I am the primary contact, I am the person who is primarily interested in the subject and in the guest, and to share all of those findings, knowledge, um, interesting tips with the listeners. Uh, in chapter one, I already said like 81 country, uh, the listeners are based in 81 countries globally. So, Yes, the point is to have the this very organic conversation like we had with like we have with friends and family but to have a point, you know, to have uh to keep in mind the fo- in focus what we are discussing and what we are trying to achieve with every episode. I try to keep so the questions are always sent in advance and I really think it's a good thing. The only time I did not do it was the interview with Ron Gonen. Uh, the episode is called, and you can get back to it after after you're done with this episode. Uh, the episode is called Impact Investment and Circular Economy with Ron Gonen from Closed Loop Partners. 
either I didn't have time or I didn't think it was important, uh, even though this is a guest of a high caliber, it's a high-end um, guest, I was very anxious, very nervous, uh, in, because I had to interview him, I wanted to, but at the same time, I was stopping myself mentally. Uh, who do you think you are? What are you doing? And I was secretly hoping that, uh, you know, he will say no, but he said yes, luckily for everyone. Anyway, I didn't have my questions prepared and the level of stress I experienced was enormous. Uh, it's also one of the shortest interviews, 23 minutes altogether with my intro and outro, uh, because I was uh, just throwing whatever question I had in my head super quickly and Ron was answering off the top of his head uh, without any preparation. So that's, that's why it was very, very brief. Uh, yeah. Anyway, now I learned my lesson. I always send these questions in advance. Um, we, we never rehearse, uh, of course not, but just sharing five to seven questions with guests so that they can see where the conversation will be going. Uh, now I'm also editing them. So we have, I have an editor. The team consists of two people, myself that you already know, and another Anna. Uh, Anna, that I know for, oh, scary to say, nine years now. We met when we were both working in stage management, so in events industry. Uh, we met in Ashgabat, in Turkmenistan, the capital of Turkmenistan, when we both were doing the show for the 20th anniversary of independence of Turkmenistan. That's important. And now a colleague of mine, uh, is helping me doing this audio editing. She is also responsible for transcripts. So everything that you're reading on Medium uh, under the same name, again, uh, Sustainability Explored, with all the active links to everything the guests mention, everything that might interest you, uh, book recommendations, movie recommendations, anything. Uh, that's all her big work. Another thing she's helping me with is uh, pieces of micro content. Uh, I post on my Facebook and LinkedIn page. I post um, quotes and posters with the guests. So she's helping me with that too. And, you know, we're joking that it's still stage management. We both are doing stage management, but online. Uh, our events are happening every week. It is just the same, you know. Uh, one difference is that we are no longer at the field of play, but uh, online, in the online medium. So that's a bit about the team. What else? Yes, we are doing transcripts, audios. Uh, before that, I was releasing my um, episodes unedited. And about the plans, I honestly promise you that I will improve the audio quality with the start of our year number two. Because I realized I am in this game for a long time. I really take it seriously. I am committed. Yeah, I'm here for a while. 
I'm, it's not a game for me. It, I, it's not even a hobby. I cannot call it a hobby. And yet, it's not a job. It's not a work. It's not a, a chore for me. So I will improve the quality, the quality of um, audio, of the sound. And uh, yeah, I will make you happy with some other episodes. Right, so I started it um, to document myself, then I started to interview, you already know how. I didn't have my end uh, goal in mind when I started. And because it changed at least twice or three times during this path, for during this year while I was doing it, um, now I am at the moment where Yes, I acknowledge I didn't know where I will be in a year, if I would be anywhere with the podcast. But at this very moment of time, uh, to be completely honest with you all, I cannot imagine my life without this podcast. I can I cannot see my days without doing at least something every day for this podcast, be it searching for guests, contacting them on LinkedIn, preparing the questions, um, setting up the date and time of our interviews. All of them, by the way, are happening remote. Not a single interview I had recorded in person. Um, that's just uh, the way it is at the moment. Or following up with guests or setting up the system of uh, recording, uh, editing, creating pieces of micro content. Uh, I am not paid for it. That's another transparency point. Someone, a friend of mine, uh, Vladi, he asked me, are you at least monetizing them somehow, the podcasts, the episodes? Honestly, no. And uh, it is not in my plans to include any ads or sponsorships in the, in the podcast. And this is a principal position. Uh, I'm speaking not from the point, not from the, uh, what is it called? Not from the, not because I'm miserable and I cannot get any uh, ads, but because I took this decision, conscious decision to not put any in irrelevant or even relevant ads into the episodes. To make a decent living out of this, you probably, if you're not a Joe Rogan, you will need to put at least three ads in the episode. And I cannot see myself doing that. Um, yeah, promoting irrelevant stuff for some people who paid something. Not for me. Uh, also, I, I don't like ads when I'm listening to something or watching something, be it YouTube or anything else. And I think a lot of people will share the same feeling. You know, ads is something that I do not want to have on my podcast. So if you're one of the regular listeners, you have already noticed there is, um, there is nothing extra added to the episodes. And it honestly makes me very proud. You get edited, juicy content um, during the interview, in my outro, I always try to add something or suggest other episodes related to the topic episodes to listen to. But I don't want to break it, um, to interrupt the speech of the guest, to interrupt our conversation with, uh, you know, 
wear these socks or buy these building materials or I don't know uh, anything that uh, anything of this sort so no I'm not going to place ads I'm not planning to monetize the podcast uh, there is a way to leave a donation, but of course there is no pressure and I haven't received any donation so far. Uh, I am still planning to work in my professional field, which is environment, sustainability, social stuff, uh, environmental and social auditing, monitoring, uh, strategy writing, plans writing, checklists and so on. Uh, in real in real industries in life in real life so uh, the podcast will not be monetized and this is um, yeah yeah this is my position so um what else i covered why i started the team uh, my purpose my um, my goal uh, i want to thank a lot the guests who accepted this invitation to be interviewed on my podcast, especially those guests that were in the very beginning, like Lincoln Blevins. Not only I didn't have anything to show back then in terms of you know previous works or previous episodes, uh, he still accepted, but also he directed me, he put me in touch with some other extraordinary guests like Laura Tannenbaum, former climate science communicator from NASA. And we had a great, brilliant interview with her. But all the other guests too, everyone who believed in the cause, uh, I didn't have to pay anyone, no one paid me to be interviewed or any anything like that. If in case, um, you know, this situation probably can happen, you will always know. Uh, transparency is one of my core values. I am, uh, yeah, I am... I am very much pro-transparency. So I will always say if, uh, if, if there are cases like that. But so far, no, I didn't have to pay anyone. No one paid me to be interviewed, to interview anyone. So this whole podcast is based on free will and attracts, honestly, attracts people who are like me, who want to share, who want to... Uh, to be helpful, who want to bring something to this world and um, be helpful, yeah, be be relevant, be valuable, and all of this is shared for free and for you to listen and find inspiration, uh, application in your life. I can see how it helps me, how everything is really interconnected. It makes me very happy. I cannot imagine my life without this podcast anymore. Basically, I think I covered everything I wanted, uh, why I started the team, yeah, uh, yeah, here I would lo also love to thank my, my boyfriend, whose idea it actually was to, on top of writing for the blog, also allow myself some other format, and that's how podcast was really born, he had to plan this idea in my head for, honestly, six months, Half a year he was asking me once in a while here and there, so are you doing the podcast? Have you considered this idea? And maybe maybe you need me to help you to start, I don't know. So it was really his idea, um, which 
I am very grateful for today. Yeah, maybe another thing I, I would like to share. I remember one day, so in November 2018, I was applying for uh, Berkeley, University of Berkeley Environmental Leaders Program. If anyone uh, wants to check this out, please do so. It seemed to me that it was a great program. Quite expensive though, 8K bucks for three weeks training. Uh, so I was applying for this program for the first time and uh, I didn't get the scholarship. Then I got partial scholarship. But anyway, uh, at some point I approached them because they opened another window for a very specific type of candidates, which I believed I was, and I really was. Anyway, uh, one day I just received um, an email from them saying, we don't see how you are the perfect candidate. And by the time I reached home, I read it, I, I arrived home. By the time I climbed to my fifth floor, I was all in tears. He met me at the door and said, what happened? What really happened to you? And I cried my eyes out. I said, they don't see, they don't see how I am a good, how I am a good fit, how I am a good candidate for that scholarship. And it made me very sad. It made me even angry at some point. But then I started. But then I started moving because I realized that I have to be different. I have to be different in some way to be that candidate that the University of Berkeley will want to see in their program. And that was uh, an event that really hurt me. And at the same time started me and this podcast. And honestly, I see the overwhelming uh, positive response from, from the listeners, from all of you guys, from anyone who's taken a moment, which I appreciate so much, taken a moment to write a comment on our Podchaser page, uh, leave a comment, rate, leave something, you know, leave a mark to say, hey, I listened and I liked it or I didn't like it. Honestly, I didn't have uh, any hate comment throughout the year, which is surprising. But there you are, that, that's the fact. I really appreciate anyone who is approaching me on LinkedIn, uh, in private messages, in comments. Really, you don't, you don't imagine what kind of, um, what it means to me. It really means a world to me. So thank you all. Today is about celebrating you, celebrating the podcast, celebrating the platform that gave guests, uh, established professionals in the field of sustainability, corporate social responsibility, um, environment, what else, circular economy, green economy. It, it, yeah, the platform gave them the place to express their ideas in the form of interview and it also connects us all in a way globally podcast is a little bit of an intimate experience just now i'm sitting in my room talking to to all of you and i don't even know who from where and when will really listen to me so that's amazing that's that's the magic. 
Fine. Uh, I've been talking for slightly more than half an hour now. I would like to get to the last part of this episode, not to bore anyone. (laughs) This is also another reason why the podcast is released weekly and not more often. It's because I don't want to overwhelm the listeners, all of you, and also myself. I feel like once a week is enough and um, 30 to 45 minutes is also more than enough. So, questions. I received a couple of questions and honestly, again, I'm glad as I was sharing with you, I always share my questions in advance. I'm glad I collected these questions in advance because they really made me think a lot. So, we'll start with uh, question number one. It came from a friend of mine, Andrew Itsu, uh, and he says... I am amazed. Where are you getting so much motivation to perform like this? But this is not a very uh, concrete question. That's fine. Uh, And I promised to answer all the questions inside of the episode. So where do I get the motivation? To be honest, at first it felt like a shore, really. Um, In the beginning of this year... I decided in January that I will do this show consistently every week. So no matter what, I'm dead, I'm sick, I am uh, in business trip. No one knew that COVID-19 will happen. So anything, I was planning to live my regular life and yet to keep this podcast going because I already saw what it gives me in the first place, how what it gives to people, first to share their views, if we're talking about the guests, uh, to the listeners that are really, literally learning something, I know it for a fact, from the podcast. So last year, I could say, even though I tried to, say, to stay consistent, it was still sort of um, a trial for me. You know, you try, you test, and you see if it's your field, if it's your C or not. This year, I decided to be consistent. And in the beginning, when nothing was ready, it felt hard. It was very hard to be doing something every day. I remember I spent one whole day just contacting the potential guests and like maybe 30% only just responded, out of which maybe 20% said yes, and we actually recorded something. But I remember a good working day, like nine hours. I was just looking for guests, just contacting them. And it's not like writing five lines of of a message. It's really going deeply into their profiles, checking their email, the, um, the websites of their companies and so on. So yes, there was a moment of time when it was hard and I was not really motivated. I think what helped me was the fact that I already saw the impact on my, on my life. But once I started to have the ball rolling, like I have it now, so now this is the system, now I have help. Now I see it's really working. Now I see people are joining in from everywhere in the world, sharing, commenting. Uh, The guests between themselves connect. 
uh, on LinkedIn and continue talking and continue searching for solutions that they will apply in real life. That's what matters to me. So once I, I have this ball rolling, the motivation is obvious and performance is um, organic. So it stopped being a, a hard thing for me to do, a chore. And I, I really learned to swim in the sea. I really learned to, to find joy in every day. And this is, an, yeah, this is something I try to apply not only for the podcast, but for life. It's not gonna, nothing's gonna get easier. Um, we will still have our deadlines at work, anywhere else. Um, there, we will have more responsibilities and so on and so forth. But you can help yourself by learning to swim in the sea and enjoying the process, not just the end goal. So yeah, if in January I had to tell myself just one more email, you know, sit just for 15 minutes, do something, do one step. Now, now I'm... Now I'm doing it naturally because I learned to love the process and I really love the process now and I cannot stop. I cannot stop. I cannot imagine my life without this podcast, without this journey anymore. So I hope this, this helps you. This helps your, answers your question. Namdi Chadi Kobi from Nigeria. We are uh, connections on LinkedIn and Namamdi from Nigeria asks me, uh, are you achieving the purpose for which your program was initiated? That's number one question. And then what are the major challenges and how are you able to overcome them? Am I achieving the purpose? Since the purpose changed many times, at least three times throughout the year, it was initiated to find um, to find a person who would replace me at my previous job and take from there. So it achieved the goal number one, documenting myself in the first 10 episodes. And uh, I hope it helped that person. So far, I, uh, so, so far, I know that he's doing pretty well. And then the purpose changed too. Yes. So now it is the connection platform for the guests and the listeners. And I see it's really working because uh, I rely upon your feedback. So I'd say, yeah, there was no clear purpose though. Yeah, to be honest, there was no clear purpose, but, but now there is, and I think I'm, I'm achieving it. What are the major challenges and how are you able to overcome them? The major challenge is consistency. People often ask me how to start. That's the wrong question to start with. You Basically, if you ask yourself the right question, you will be able to get the right answer or to get closer to your answer. Uh, to start is not hard. You just start. You just, you know, uh, write a script and... And from there you go. You can, you can always record your talk. What is hard 
is to keep the ball rolling, is to be consistent. And uh, for me, what helps me, how I overcome this challenge is my 12 weeks plan, where every week has its purpose. You can, you know, give, assign a name, a title to the week, and um, you will always see how you perform. So consistency for me is achieved by always seeing where I am. And for me, that's 12 weeks plan. Lee Chambers, my distinguished guest from one of the recent episodes called Well-Being, Health and Environmental Psychology with Lee Chambers, based in the UK. Lee says, congratulations, Anna. My question is, what will sustainability explored have evolved into by 2030? And secondly, what is the one powerful question that is not being asked at global level that would make the largest impact on your mission? Lee, you're asking me two hard questions. I was, have some mercy. I, I was not that cruel to you. Um, when I was thinking about question number one, how will Sustainability Explored podcast evolve by uh, 2030? So in 10 years, what will it look like? I was thinking about it and thinking about it. And I realized that I don't have a dream. I am stuck in a way in my consistency thing, in my 12 weeks plans where everything is uh, written down, achieved and so on. And that's how I progress one step at a time. But I don't see my bigger dream. And only yesterday night, to be honest, I understood that it would be great for me to have my podcast included into some educational system, science or sustainability or something. It would be cool. I don't really trust numbers and stats. For example, um, this week I realized uh, Sustainability Explored was number 88 in uh, Apple podcasts in Romania in business category and number 70, 78 or 74 in Latvia in uh, also Apple podcasts in the category society and culture. There is not even a category, natural sciences or nature or sustainability or something. So I am competing really with society and culture and business, which is huge, which is marketing, sales, uh, PR probably as well, and so on. So really, there is not even category in which I could become, let's say, number one. I think it would be a very obvious an answer. Um, to become number one in some chart, in some country, in, in something. But this is also, it's like a river. It's changing so fast. Next week, uh, I don't know where we will be in the charts, but and, and it doesn't matter, really. It doesn't matter. What I realized would be a super high goal to reach to is to be recognized as an educational tool and to be included in, in some alternative education program. That's, 
that would be awesome, I think. But your number, your question number two is crazy. What is the most powerful question that is not being asked at global level that would make the largest impact on your mission? Are we not bullshitting each other? Are the methods and metrics that we have are really um, working, honestly? But when I'm thinking about anything on the global level and largest impact, the only thing I want everyone to do is to stop everything and go to the episode with Ralph Term, my personal role model in sustainability, and check the episode called Green, Inclusive and Open Economy with Ralph Term. If... It's hard, it, it might be very hard to understand in the beginning if you're just listening to it. The transcript is ready on Medium, on Sustainability Export page on Medium. And yeah, he will offer you a sneak peek at that global level, kind of open the curtain for you to... I'm still, I'm still exploring everything that Ralph said and and he does. And um, yeah, the powerful question that is not being asked is probably more a question to Ralph because I am still, um, I still don't know. I don't know. But I will, I will keep thinking about it. Maybe, maybe we will get there. And I will let you know, I promise. Number, uh, the next question came from Patricio Gonzalez Morel uh, from New York, US. He says, I have only heard one of your podcasts, so I'm not sure if I could make any suggestions on what to include in your anniversary episode. I'm not sure if you have ever explored this, but one of the topics that fascinates me is why it is so difficult to have businesses take advantage of the sustainability low-hanging fruits that abound their operations. For example, it is often easier to convince a hotel to cover its rooftops with solar panels, a measure that is expensive, disruptive, and that yields only modest energy gains, than to get it to implement this simple, low-cost and highly profitable small technical and operational tweaks that can cut its utility consumption and cost by more than 25% almost overnight. Although these low-hanging fruits yield ROIs, return on investments, greater than 500%, they somehow are less appealing in the eyes of hoteliers than solar panels with their ROIs or less than 10%. I would love to hear someone explain how it is possible for so many businesses to be operated in such an illogical and crazy fashion. Uh, Patricio, the only thing I can tell you is that I am on it. I will find someone for the episode that will explain exactly exactly this. Why business businesses opt in for for certain solutions and not other. Uh, Rai Russell, a friend of mine that became my friend, that um, connected me with uh, Gretchen, 
and we had a very cool episode on sustainable cannabis. Uh, really, that was for me an episode of really stepping out of my comfort zone and talking about the subject that I know zero about. And Rai was someone I found, by the way, on uh, in those podcast, uh, podcast groups uh, on Facebook. So Rai says, I would probably like to hear and learn about the negative effects of petroleum-based plastics and some solutions. Again, yeah, right. Um, we'll not cover it today because I don't know, but I will find. No, I I know I know who I will interview about plastics, and and the and the solutions related to plastic problem. I agree, it's a present problem of nowadays, and I think I will invite for this episode one of my beloved classmates Dilana Mihailova, who is now currently working in the UK, in Cambridge, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in the plastic-related, plastic-fighting solution-related NGO. Um, Yeah, that's all about the questions. I covered everything I wanted, more or less. If you have still any questions anyone who's listening if you want to get in touch please do so find me on linkedin find me on facebook i still prefer linkedin Uh, ask me your questions i'm sure we can have fruitful conversation that's it for today this was the birthday episode of the podcast sustainability explored musical pause and closing remarks Wow, I've been talking by myself for already more than an hour. So, guys, not to keep you any longer, that was it. That was the bonus anniversary, first anniversary of Sustainability Explored episode. This is to celebrate all of you, to to celebrate all of us, to celebrate this platform uh, and everything that is happening here due to the guests and its listeners. Uh, This is for you. This is for you to learn wherever you are. If I inspire you as as a podcaster, as a sustainability professional, that makes me a very happy person, honestly. And I am glad I can bring this value to the world. If it's a small action I'm doing every day uh, that ends up in one episode every week, that's amazing that's more than enough for me yes uh, we're off to new heights new episodes new season uh, again season four that is starting next thursday that is uh, june 4 will bring us more exciting guests more exciting topics i can already tell you that the season will be very much nature centered. We will be talking about biophilia, biomimicry, um, islands, climate change, uh, biodiversity in Costa Rica, in Mexico. And yeah, I already have the four upcoming episodes and they are all amazing. So stay tuned, stay 
educated, listen to the podcast and share with me uh, what you want and can share. Also rate, comment, uh, as always, that I always and we will never be tired of inviting you to do. Uh, please send us some signs, <laughs> the signs that you're there, that you're listening. That's really all I can ask for. Um, yeah, so no need to send any donations, no need to to be afraid of any ads here. Uh, pure content, only sustainability, only thriving for the planet, for the people and moving forward. Viva Sustainability Explored! Anyway, happy Saturday everyone or any other day of the week you're listening on. Stay tuned, stay healthy, stay um, safe and take care. Until next time. Ciao, ciao. It was lovely talking to you today.